Welcome back to The Truth. Welcome back to a brand new episode, a special episode as today will be the 2020 Christmas special. I hope you guys are having a very Merry Christmas, uh, great holidays with your friends and family, whoever you're spending it with. Um, hoping that you guys are safe as well, you know, from the pandemic, the coronavirus, any other viruses or illnesses that you have going on um, in the world today. I hope you are safe and healthy. I hope, you know, this can be a little bit of a bright spot here um, for 2020, which we can all admit has been a terrible, terrible year. Not only have we had a pandemic circling around uh, the entire United States and the world, but, you know, we've had some sad passings with, you know, Kobe Bryant. Um, can't think of the NBA commissioner that died in like January 2nd. I'm drawing a blank for some reason. Uh, but a lot of passings, you know, a lot of heartbreak uh, for many people in the world. So it's good to have a holiday like Christmas to kind of end the year, try to get 2020 started on the right foot. Uh, 2020 has just been a bad year. I think a lot of us will want to forget it as soon as we can. Um, it'll definitely be a year that we will not forget, though. I guarantee you uh, 20 years down the line, I will remember 2020 and how bad the year was. But anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for taking time to listen to the podcast here today. It will be just me, your host, they won the, the one they love the most, Nile, every once in a while. Um, I got a new microphone for Christmas, so I'm telling, kind of tight, um, kind of trying this out. I'm trying to get the words out of my mouth. Trying out this microphone, seeing if I like it, seeing if it sounds good, things like that. Um, and so I kind of brought it up on Ben, you know, telling him that I'm going to be doing this podcast. I basically gave him like an hour notice. Um, I said, if you can't do it, uh, 100%. Um, it's totally fine, you know, things like that, just because I knew that Ben might be a little busy, as most people are, you know, I'm busy too, um, so trying to get this podcast in here before the Vikings-Saints game, you know, my Vikings, my terrible, terrible Vikings are going against the New Orleans Saints uh, in about an hour, a little over an hour, so I'm trying to get this podcast uh, taken care of right now, edit that podcast real quick, and then get it up onto Spotify so you guys can take a listen for some last-minute strategies that you might, um, you know, maybe you're debating between players on the Vikings or Saints that you want to see. You might be in the championship game, semifinal, um, probably in the championship game where, you know, you're that second round of that semifinal. So some very big, important games that you want to get some info on. I'm here today to try to guide you in the right direction and try to help your fantasy teams uh, be successful so you can win that cash or bragging rights, whatever your league, um, you know, that you win, uh, your prize is. So without further ado, let me go over a rundown of what I'm going to be covering here in this special Christmas uh, episode. Uh, went over the intro already, end of 2020. Um, then I'm going to go into the Christmas game, uh, Viking Saints, you know, go over a little uh, question marks and some, you know, just some commentating about that. Um, then we'll go to the rest of the NFL games. I have three NFL games that I think are big matchups. Um, that you guys will want to make sure you try to turn your televisions to. I'm going to have the upset of the week, uh, and then I'll go on an outlook on my fantasy teams, tell you guys how my fantasy teams are doing or did. Then we'll go over my guest for top performers of the week, my, my guest for my top performer quarterback-wise, running back-wise, wide receiver-wise, and tight end-wise. I'll have two must-starts that I think you guys should definitely be starting in your fantasy lineups, two must-sits, two sleepers, and then last-minute strategies to make your team successful. And then, of course, the closure, uh, wrapping things up in the episode. So I think it'll go relatively quick. Um, I think definitely helping that is the fact that I'm doing it by myself and not with Ben, uh, which definitely will cut the uh, podcast time a lot. Um, but, you know, I still want to get this podcast out as we're getting towards the end of the NFL and fantasy seasons, getting ready for the NFL playoffs. First things first. Uh, it is Christmas, and we do have our first Christmas game, I believe, in a little bit. I don't know when the last Christmas game was. 
Um, it's on a Friday. I know it's like the first Friday game in forever. Pretty much every single day of the week this year, there's been an NFL game. If you think about it, obviously Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and now or Thursday, Saturday, and now Friday. So I believe every day this every day of the week, there's been at least one NFL one NFL game throughout the season. Kind of cool, just in the position that we're in, as my sheet for some reason is now flying to the floor. Uh, but first things first, the Vikings are playing at the New Orleans Saints. The Vikings have had the upper hand over the Saints the last couple of years. We all know the Minneapolis miracle a couple of years ago with Stephon Diggs um, getting that game-winning touchdown with Case Keenum as the quarterback. And then last year, the Vikings went um, on the road to the Saints in the first round of the playoffs and did knock them off in the wild card round. Definitely an upset for a lot of people's eyes. Did Kyle Rudolph get away with a little push-off? I'd say so. Um, so a little happy about that. But the Vikings, for the most part, I think have had the Saints number in the last couple of years. Going um, into this game, I'm not liking the odds for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm hoping that they pull out um, here and try to get that win. You know, the Vikings are looking for a prayer effort to get to the playoffs. The loss to the Bears at home last week definitely killed uh, their chances a lot. Uh, reading that, like, what the chances are that the Vikings make the playoffs, the Vikings have to win out, the Cardinals have to lose out, and the Bears have to either lose to the Jaguars, which I doubt will happen today, um, or the Packers, which could very well happen. So, you know, there's still a little hope, but they have to win out, and the Cardinals have to lose out. I believe if the Cardinals lose out and the Vikings win out, I think the Vikings will squeak into the playoffs. The, Vi or the Cardinals, rather, have uh, the 49ers and the Rams. So two, you know, Rams definitely, I think, will beat the Cardinals, and the 49ers definitely have a shot to play at the Cardinals, as the 49ers have been playing at the Cardinals Stadium the last couple of weeks. So kind of getting that home field advantage in a way, obviously the Cardinals are home, you know, that's where they play, but the 49ers having experience at that field, uh, I definitely think will help the 49ers in their chances to beat the Cardinals. Um, and the Saints are looking to win the division. You know, Tom Brady's Buccaneers came off a good comeback win last week. They looked terrible at the start and somehow managed to get back against the Falcons. I guess Tom Brady and coming back against the Falcons is like the new thing now as he did in the Super Bowl. So the Saints are looking to win the division. I think regardless, they're going to win the division. Um, they had a tough challenge last week against the Chiefs. Uh, definitely had the Chiefs still beating the Saints last week. The Saints got, you know, a tough matchup here. You know, the Vikings just have so much talent on their team. For some reason, they can't figure it out. It's very frustrating as a Vikings fan seeing that the Vikings cannot find a way to get it done. There's been so many losses this year that they could have easily have won. So the Saints not necessarily have an easy challenge. Like I mentioned, you know, the Vikings have had the number the number of the Saints the last couple of years. And the Vikings have a lot of talent. The Vikings are so hit or miss. Um, I do think the Saints will pull out uh, in this game and take the W. So that would be a big win for the Saints. It's just been a rough season for the Vikings. I don't even, you know, if I, I want the Vikings to make the playoffs, obviously, but I just don't think they're going to succeed. You know, they've just had a rough year losing, you know, to the Titans, the Falcons, um, just to name a couple off the top of my head. And those games, the Vikings definitely had a chance to win. The Buccaneers, the Vikings could have won that if Dan Bailey could have made his kick. So it's just been a terrible season for the Vikings. I'm definitely looking forward to next season, though. The Vikings are going to be getting back some key weapons on the defensive side in Anthony Barr and Daniil Hunter, who have been out this whole season. The Vikings secondary will also be a little more experienced. You know, they had a ton of rookie corners out there. I believe they had all rookie corners. Um, so having that more of experience under your belt. I hope Justin Jefferson wins Rookie of the Year. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think it'll give, they'll give it to Justin Herbert, which is respectably so. Uh, Herbert's had a great year. I think he's been doubted by a lot of people, especially me. I remember in the fantasy and NFL podcast before uh, the season started, I said Herbert was not going to be a solid choice. Um, but nonetheless, you know, re winning Rookie of the Year at the moment, 
def- definitely Justin Jefferson is going to have to have a solid final two games. And uh, Justin Herbert is probably just going to have to have a really bad final two games for Jefferson to win rookie of the year. But the Vikings definitely have a ton of talent next year. I just don't know if it'll be this year. You know, sad to say, I really hope that the Vikings make the playoffs, but I just think the path for them is uh, definitely a tough challenge. But nonetheless, it's going to be nice to watch the Vikings here on Christmas Day. Moving on to a couple other rest of the NFL games, I have three marquee matchups that I like uh, this week. The first one I have is the Giants and the Ravens. Now, you know, first look at this, you're probably like, why is this, you know, a good game in my opinion and the Giants are at the Ravens which makes it a little hard for the Giants but you know the Giants and pretty much every single team in the NFC East is still available to win the NFC East we all know the famous NFC East division terrible division this year um, I'm going to pull up on my phone the records of the teams um, I believe none of them are at 500 or above 500 which is just ridiculous as we're entering week 16 here in the NFL uh, let me see here NFC East yeah the football team, Washington football teams, leading the division at six and eight. Cowboys, Giants, five and nine, and the Eagles, four nine and one, has to be the worst division that has been seen in a while. You know, the NFC East used to be great too, which is the funny part. A couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, they were great, um, and then the last couple of years just have been really terrible. But the Giants are still alive for that division win. Looking at the final two games for the Giants, the Giants are at the Ravens, which is a tough challenge, and then home against the Cowboys, which is very doable. Washington, uh, final two games of the year, they have the Panthers at home and then at the Eagles. Uh, So the Giants definitely probably, in my opinion, need to win out and hope that the Washington football team does lose at least one of the final two games. I don't know the head-to-head tiebreaker, who would make it over who, or, you know, points or whatever the tiebreaker is. So I don't know who has that. Uh, But the Giants definitely are trying to look to get uh, into the NFC playoffs. They have to win the division. They can't be a wild card because their just record is that bad. They're five and nine and one game back of the division lead. It's just crazy to say. And then the Ravens, on the other hand, um, in a weird division. You know, the Steelers started the year 11 and 0. Um, you know, Juju started dancing on teams' logos and then they've lost the last three, I believe. Um, so, you know, Steelers 11 and 3, Browns 10 and 4, Ravens 9 and 5, and then the Bengals 3, 10 and 1. I don't know if the Ravens have a chance to win the division. I don't believe so, but they have a very, I would say, easy final two games. They're home against the Giants and then at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, So definitely still alive for the playoffs. They are currently tied. I believe it looks like as if the the playoffs were to start today, the Dolphins would get the final wild card seed, not the Baltimore Ravens, even though both teams have a record of 9-5. and Uh, big game, though, for the Ravens because the Dolphins have at the Raiders, which could be a little challenge for them, especially with Tua at quarterback, a rookie quarterback, and then at the Buffalo Bills. So I definitely think the Ravens have a chance to win out. They have to take care of business, though, for the Giants. It's going to be a very interesting game to watch. I think a lot of people, when looking at this on paper, are going to say it's a blowout for the Ravens. And, you know, I wouldn't blame them, but I'm actually going to go with a 31-27 to game, Baltimore beating the New York Giants. That's the first game we have. The second game, the Indianapolis Colts against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Pittsburgh, we all know, started off 11-0 and then lost to Washington, lost to Cincinnati, lost to the Bills as well, and have lost the last three straight. Honestly, you know, their final five games, actually I should say final four games because they should have beat Washington. The final four games for them, actually no, three of the final five games because they should have beat the Bengals, are actually some tough games. The Indianapolis Colts right now, are battling for the with the Tennessee Titans for the AFC South crown. Um, both teams, I believe, have the same record or similar record. Uh, let's check that actually real quick. Um, 
yeah, both 10 and 4. Titans look like they have the tiebreaker against the Colts. The Titans' final two games, they're at the Packers, which I think they'll lose, and then home again, or at the Texans, which I think they'll win. So Colts pretty much have to win out. Uh, the Colts have to beat the Steelers, and then they play the Jaguars at home, which I'm pretty sure now, since that the Jaguars are in position for the number one pick, are going to tank. So if the Colts beat the Steelers, I believe the Colts will win the division. Um, if they lose the Steelers, I believe they'll lose it. So it's a big game there for the Indianapolis Colts. It's also a big game for the Pittsburgh Steelers because if the Steelers lose this game and then they put and they lose to the Browns next week, they will become second in the division and the Browns will win the division. So the Steelers could start 11-0 and and end up getting second in the division. It's just a crazy year, um, crazy division, but a lot of stake here for both teams. You know, having that division win can give you that first um, playoff game at home. Now, with fans most likely from a lot of teams probably not in attendance, you could still have that home field advantage by playing on the field that you play eight times a year um, and having being able to sleep in your own bed. So, you know, those first um, home field advantage games specifically, having, you know, one for sure, maybe two, um, definitely can help your chances in the playoffs. So a big game for both teams. Both teams are in must-win situations, in my opinion, um, in order to win the division. Now, I think the Steelers will beat the Browns. I'm not too hyped on the Browns just because of who they've played this year in the schedule, but it's still um, a big game for both teams, and both teams need to come out with a win here in order to have that chance to win their own division. The final game I have is the Rams versus the Seahawks. If you were to talk to me at the beginning of the year um, and see who would win the NFC West, I would say the Seahawks, you know, 100%. Um, but the, this year, this division actually has been really good. The Seahawks have not looked good at all. Um, the last, I would say, maybe four or five weeks, they just looked terrible, in my opinion. They lost to the Giants at home. They've had some questionable wins. Yeah, they beat the Jets 40-3, but that's the Jets. Uh, they barely beat the Washington football team. They barely beat the Eagles. So, you know, questionable games there that I personally would have thought they would have hammered, you know, the Rams, or not the Rams, the football team, uh, the Giants, you know, the Eagles. They lost to the Giants. Well, I said they would hammer them, but, you know, definitely questionable um wins there and even losses for a couple of them they got two i would say tough challenges uh remaining obviously they got the rams at home and then at the 49ers uh the rams are one game behind the seahawks for the nfc west division again i don't know tiebreakers so i could you know the seahawks might have the tiebreaker over the rams uh, but the rams are playing at the seahawks at home against the cardinals so this is a big game for both teams i believe both teams will make the playoffs i know the seahawks have already clinched the division or clinched a playoff spot i don't think the rams have officially yet um, let me check. Yeah, the Rams have not officially clinched a playoff spot yet. Um, I definitely think they will looking at the wild card right now, but the Rams have a tough challenge, you know, ahead of them. The Rams, I think, started off pretty bad. Um, you know, Cam Akers has been emerging the last few weeks. I was, in my opinion, did horrible to start the year. Barely beat the Cowboys, uh, beat the Eagles, lost the Bills, barely beat the Giants. So it's a rough start for the Rams at the start of the year. The Rams have definitely turned it around. Though they have, again, they're like the Vikings, in my opinion. They have all the talent in the world. They have great wide receivers, a solid quarterback. Great running back um, and good defense. You know, the Vikings struggled defensively this year, but the Rams, you know, got Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year, Jalen Ramsey. Um, this, they have a stellar team. Uh, they just went to the Super Bowl, we all know, a couple years ago as well. So they definitely have the talent. It's going to be a big game at Seattle. Um, I have the Rams winning this one, though, because, you know, I feel like the Rams are going to win. Seattle has just really struggled as of late. I don't know what's going on with them. Again, have all the talent in the world. Have the best receiver in the league, or at least one of the best, the DK Metcalf. MVP uh, caliber quarterback in Russell Wilson. So very interesting, in my opinion, to see the uh, Rams and the Seahawks um, in the positions they were either to start the year or to end the year. 
Moving on to my upset of the week, I've kind of gone over this already, but the Colts beating the Steelers, I have. You know, I just think the Steelers right now, I don't know what's going on with them. I wasn't too hyped on them when they were 11-0. Yeah, they were 11-0 in the National Football League, but some of the wins were not by a lot um, margin-wise, and just in general, they just didn't look great. Defensively, I think they look really good. Um, they obviously have the wide receivers, you know, Juju, Deontay, um, have James Conner, have Big Ben. Big Ben's kind of getting old. So very interesting team. I feel like the Colts are very hot, though, at the moment. I think the Colts are going to find a way to squeak out and win the division. Uh, and one step of being that is going to be beating the Steelers this week. So, yeah, Colts over Steelers. I already talked a lot about them, so no point in continuing uh, onwards and there. Moving on to Outlook um, on my fantasy teams, kind of moving now into the fantasy portion. That was the NFL portion of the podcast. Um, now we're going on to the fantasy portion of it. Um, so I'm out in all my rounds now. I have four leagues. Uh, I made the playoffs in three of the four. I just missed out in my Wrangle League down here. Um, rough year for that league, I would say. Um, so I missed that those playoffs there. Uh, Carson's League, I was the eighth seed, the last seed of uh, 10-team league. I went out the first round. You know, it was a dogfight with my boy Nick Snuggard. I really thought I could go back and forth, honestly. Um, you know, it's just a dog. Sh- There's a shootout. Um, probably beat me by 5, 10, and it was just a high-scoring game. So rough one there. Um, and then Ben's League, I lost the first round. We already talked about that. I didn't even know it was the playoffs. And then just lost this last week um, in another one of my leagues down here, which I was definitely capable of winning. I think at one point I had like a 70% chance to win. But, of course, that week I was going against Darren Waller, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kyler Murray. It was a very rough week. Um, I was really counting on Tyreek Hill to get maybe and Kamara to get two more touchdowns combined because if I would have gotten that, I would have won the league or the week, probably the league. Um, yeah, having Tyreek Hill, the number one wide receiver, Alvin Kamara, um, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, that team was stacked. You know, I, I kind of want to look at my team right now just to see who I have on that team because I know that team is so good. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen are my quarterbacks, um, Alvin Kamara, Chris Carson, uh, Cooper Cup. Ronald Jones, that team was loaded. Um, just got outplayed that week, and you know, like I said, I couldn't be I couldn't be upset because my production was there. You know, sometimes in fantasy specifically, you just get unlucky, and you know, being unlucky in that position where I was going up against a guy that literally had Darren Waller, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. It was just a rough week. Uh, so yeah, I'm out in all four of my playoff leagues. Not happy whatsoever. I can't remember the last time I've won a playoff um, or won a league. Um, I've been second and third almost every single time in my fantasy leagues, which is super frustrating. And it's even sadder that I have a podcast and I can't even win a fantasy league. I don't know if it's because I have four leagues. I just love having four fantasy leagues. I mean, fantasy season is the greatest season, in my opinion, um, in general. So fantasy football, you know, especially in the year we had this year, I was super happy about it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do four leagues. And, you know, I keep I keep track of them and things like that. So it just didn't end up working out. Uh, it sucks um, for me personally. Now I'm going to go to my guests for the top performers of the week. The first one I have is Patrick Mahomes versus the Falcons. No, the Falcons defense, in my opinion, is just terrible. The Falcons team in general is pretty bad, but their defense specifically in pass defense is pretty bad. Mahomes has so many options, as we can tell. The Chiefs are 13-1, and absolutely thriving. I can see them going 15-1 and to finish the year on that 15-game win streak. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes you know, has the options with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, um, Le'Veon Bell. He's, his team's loaded. So very interesting to see what Mahomes does. And Mahomes is just a heck of a player in and of itself. Uh, so Mahomes this week against the Falcons, I think he'll have the best fantasy performance 
four quarterbacks uh, this week in fantasy. Running back, I got Nick Chubb versus or at uh, the New York Jets. I don't know what the Jets were doing against the Rams last week, if they were trying to win or the Rams were just terrible. That's another reason why I'm questionable about the Rams and Seahawks game. Uh, but, you know, Nick Chubb over uh, the Jets. I just like this. Nick Chubb has done really well. I was really hesitant to see what Nick Chubb would be doing this year with Kareem Hunt as well in the backfield. I thought they were going to really split carries and split production-wise. Uh, but in my opinion, that hasn't really been the case. Nick Chubb has been near uh, uh, game in and game out, been you know top running back of the week for fantasy. So I have Nick Chubb again this week, the Jets defense. I don't even know if they're going to even try to tank anymore. Obviously, I think they're going to try tanking. But I just can't believe, you know, starting off 0-13, trying to get Trevor Lawrence and then not even probably going to be able to get Trevor Lawrence just because you decided to beat the Rams. Um, so, yeah, just a weird, weird year. Uh, but Nick Chubb will be my top performer uh, running back-wise uh, this week. Wide receiver-wise, I got DeAndre Hopkins versus the San Francisco 49ers. I like this one here in D-Hop versus 49ers. I like D-Hop pretty much every week. I put him, you know, number one or two, maybe three best receivers in the league alongside Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. Um, so, yeah, D-Hop, I think, is going to have a great week versus 49ers. As Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, their first season together, have kind of progressed um, as a unit. You know, more production has gone to DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray being able to get rid of the ball faster and sooner has been uh, great for them as well. Uh, so just overall, I think it's been, you know, a great connection. And I think it will continue to get stronger and stronger as years go on if they continue to play on the same team. And as the weeks go on here in the NFL, if they make for a run for the playoffs, I think it will even be greater. So Kyler Murray loves looking to DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins will get upwards of 10 receptions, over 100 yards, probably a touchdown or two. Great production from him. Uh, 49ers, you know, do have a relatively good defense in my opinion, but I still think DeAndre Hopkins, just his size and, you know, just who he is as a wide receiver in the NFL is going to overpower and be the best receiver of the uh, uh, week for fantasy. And then finally, going to uh, tight end-wise, Darren Waller versus the Dolphins. Darren Waller, I think, had the best week of a tight end last week um, in fantasy. I'm pretty sure it was pretty close to a couple of people. Uh, Logan Thomas for Washington didn't have a touchdown, but had like, I don't know, 15 receptions for like 100 yards. So it was getting close. But Waller, again, for the Dolphins, whoever the quarterback is this week, I'm not actually too sure who it's going to be. Either it's going to be Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, if Derek Carr is still injured. But Waller, um, both quarterbacks love looking to Waller. Waller's just a beast. I actually was uh, watching the Dolphins uh, or the Raiders game last week. I think I heard somewhere that Waller was originally going to be drafted as a wide receiver and they transferred transferred him to a tight end and uh, i guess that's panning out well you definitely can tell he's got wide receiver traits inside of him if it's that if that's true wide receiver or waller uh could probably have been a great wide receiver he's big he's lanky um great blocker great overall tight end i can't believe the vikings can find a tight end like them i'll, I'll take kyle rudolph don't get me wrong or Irv smith jr but waller just a freak i think he's gonna have a great career here in the nfl especially for fantasy. I think he can compete with Travis Kelsey for that number one tight end position year in and year out uh, for fantasy football. Going into two must-starts I have this week for your fantasy teams. The first one I have is Keenan Allen versus the Broncos. Broncos defense, I've said year-round, has been, I would say, relatively good defense. And then last week happened, and the Bills scored 48 points against them. I lost a lot of confidence in that Broncos defense, and I'm going to continue losing confidence if um, – Teams keep putting up performances like that. I don't know if it's because they played a good team or they just had a terrible game, uh, but I'm not trusting the Broncos defense this week, especially with Keenan Allen, I think going to be 100% or close to 100% if he's able to play this week. 
Um, Keenan Allen, obviously Herbert loves him. Uh, Keenan Allen at one point, I think was a top three tight end or wide receiver in the league or fantasy. So I think uh, Herbert's going to look to him a lot. And I think, you know, a lot of people or fantasy owners specifically are targeting or questioning whether or not, you know, start Keenan Allen as he's probably not a hundred percent healthy. Um, you know, you might have another better wide receiver option to do, but I feel like you have to start Keenan Allen. I think just looking at his stats from this year has just going to show you that, you know, Keenan Allen can still produce at the level that he, you know, was producing at the beginning part of the year. And I think Herbert will look to him. Um, not, I didn't watch too much of the Raiders game, uh, Chargers game, so I don't know why Allen only got one reception. Maybe it was because he wasn't 100%, but I think if he's 100% or close to 100%, he'll definitely have the production he needs against that Bengals defense. My second must start is Deshaun Watson versus the Bengals. A lot of people I've seen actually have benched Deshaun Watson as their quarterback, which I don't blame them in the aspect that, you know, the Texans are just terrible this year. But Deshaun Watson going up against a Bengals defense at home. Deshaun Watson, I think, has honestly been one of the only bright spots for that Texans team this year. Deshaun Watson obviously can throw the ball, but he can run the ball as well. He's a great fantasy quarterback, you know, getting those running uh, yards and even running touchdowns for you know, the Texans. So having him at quarterback this week, I definitely think you should um, against the uh, Bengals defense. I would be excited to see what the uh, Texans use with Watson. I could see him. I could see them using a lot of ground game against the Bengals defense. You know, they don't have that great of run defense and I'm not too sure. Yeah. They have Duke Johnson as a running back, um, David Johnson when he's healthy, but I would like to see maybe some design QB runs for the Texans this week against the Bengals. It'd be very interesting to see what they end up doing. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Watson, my second must start. I think you should start him. Obviously, if you have like a Rodgers or an Allen, Mahomes, no need to. But if you're debating between quarterbacks, maybe Deshaun Watson or Kirk Cousins, or I don't even know. I just first quarterback came to mind. I gotta think of my boy Captain Kirk. Um, you know, maybe you you start him and see what happens. But I I like the matchup there against the Bengals at home. Now we're going on to two must-sits I have. First one I have is Jonathan Taylor at the Steelers. You know, the Colts this year, very interesting running back situation. Losing Marley Mack at the very beginning of the year, Jonathan Taylor kind of paved the way, or it paved the way for Jonathan Taylor to kind of get that lead role out of Wisconsin. He was my number one running back uh, in this year's draft class. I really like Jonathan Taylor, you know, being in the Big Ten Conference or watching the Big Ten, um, you know, I'm a big Iowa Hawkeye fan, so seeing Jonathan Taylor, you know, compete against the Hawkeyes, especially a great Hawkeye defense. Very good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, tons of carries at Wisconsin. Um, so Jonathan Taylor this week, you know, they might mix in Naheem Hines, um, you know, things or people like that. So I just don't like the matchup. Uh, and it's in a, in it of itself, you know, I like the Steelers defense this year. I think that's one of the main reasons why they started off 11 and 0 and, you know, leading the ASC North uh, division. I just don't like Jonathan Taylor going up against him. They got a great run defense. Um, and I think they'll try to split carries with Naheem Hines, especially if Jonathan Taylor is, you know, starting to get loose to the football or tired. You know, maybe he's a future running back for the Colts, you know, with Mac constantly kind of being injured. So we'll see what they end up deciding uh, future down the line. But this week, I don't like Jonathan Taylor um, at the Steelers. Most of the time, I would start Jonathan Taylor, but not this week against the Steelers. My second must sit I have is Miles Sanders at the Cowboys. Miles Sanders, while I had him on my fantasy team in Carson's League, I was kind of a gamble league, in my opinion, because I, I picked up, I drafted a lot of people that were either going to be hit or miss. You know, running back wise, when I first, my first pick, I picked Michael Thomas because I assumed that he was going to have another great year like he did last year. 
my first running back that I was able to pick up was Miles Sanders. I think in the fantasy drafts this year, it was really heavy to get running backs because I felt there was only so good there's so many good ones. You know, there's a lot of running backs in this day and age are splitting carries with, you know, other people on their team. So I just didn't like, um, you know, I want to make sure you got your running backs the first couple of rounds. I said that in the podcast previously to start the year. Um, so Miles Sanders was pretty much the only other option I had after I drafted Michael Thomas. Um, I really wanted to get like Derrick Henry or somebody, but literally I think the best running back after that, I don't even know who the best running back. It was, it was somebody that I didn't think, I just didn't believe in. Uh, so having Miles Sanders, I drafted him and then was stuck with David Johnson as my other running back. So it was just a rough, rough year uh, in that league. That's why I was the eighth seed of 10 teams. And I barely, I literally was four and nine and somehow squeaked in the playoffs. Uh, but Miles Sanders this week at the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys defense. I've liked it for the most part this year. The Cowboys do have some talent. Um, obviously, Dak Prescott, Zeke, you know, players like that. Dak Prescott going down this year. But I like the Cowboys defense, and I just don't think that the production-wise for Miles Sanders will be there, especially with Jalen Hurts, the way he's been popping off at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to try to continue to throw the ball with Hurts, and if you know they doesn't like doesn't like what you see, he'll take off with it. So I think less carries for Miles Sanders, less yards, and therefore less production for your fantasy teams. Going on to my two sleepers of the week, I have the first one I have is the Bengals QB at the Texans. Now I don't know who the Bengals QB will be this week. Obviously, Joe Burrow got injured. Then their next quarterback got injured, drawing a blank on his name. I think Ryan Finley, he might be injured. He might be playing. I don't know, but I like the Bengals quarterback against the Texans defense. Whoever it is, they haven't named a starter yet this week. I think you should go pick them up and maybe consider starting them. You know, the Bengals' backup quarterbacks this year have actually looked solid. You'll look at a lot of teams. Now, the Cowboys are an exception, signing Andy Dalton. But you look at a lot of teams – once they get to the backup quarterback, you know, they kind of start to struggle. But I think the Bengals actually have good backup quarterbacks. When Joe Burrow got hurt, you know, next man up, it was production-wise, I thought it was as production-wise, I thought it was as good as, you know, some quarterbacks that even start for the like certain teams, like maybe the uh, Giants, which are a bad example because the Giants are terrible. Um, but you know, Bengals quarterbacks I definitely think are underrated. And I think, you know, people should really look to maybe consider starting them. Yeah, obviously, you know, like I said, you want to start your Allens, you want to start your Rodgers, you want to start your Lamars, but if you're borderline and it's a quarterback that you might not like the matchup or whatever the case is, maybe throw in a Bengals quarterback. Like I said, I don't know who the Bengals quarterback is. I think I looked it up before the show because I wanted to try to get a more accurate, you know, player, but I think it hasn't been named yet or I just didn't read it. Um, so yeah, Bengals quarterback versus the Texans. The second sleeper I have is Emmanuel Sanders against the Vikings. With the Michael Thomas injury, um, that's going to probably sideline him to the playoffs, hopefully, for he's back. Um, Emmanuel Sanders can see more production for the Saints. I think Drew Brees would target him more than Taysom Hill did, and now that Drew Brees is back and healthy, I like the production maybe from Emmanuel Sanders. You know, I think he'll get you know the couple extra receptions, yards, touchdowns that you might. Uh, be expecting for your fantasy teams. And I think you should seriously consider putting him in at your wide receiver two or even flex positions uh, this week. Now moving on to the final segment, the last minute strategies I have to make your team successful. The first one I have is count on your draft, your best draft picks. Obviously um, a lot of people will shy away from, you know, maybe their first or second uh, round choices you know, if it's a bad matchup or whatever the case is, I think you should never do that. You're they're the best people in fantasy for a reason. 
you should never say your Camaros, your Cooks, anything like that. For some reason, people do um, if it's a tough matchup. And I could see that side of it, but at the end of the day, you know, those that's your best pick. Like, who are you going to put in that you think that maybe will have a better week if it's your maybe seventh or eighth round pick? Now, it could be, you know, that's it very well could be, you know, a better player in the seventh round than the second round. But I think you should always trust your best draft picks. At this point, you can tell if people are going to have or had a good uh, fantasy season and can help you determine if you should start people or not. Uh, but count on your best draft picks. Keep looking at the waiver wire, especially towards the end of the year. For some reason, people decide to get away from that um, in the weeks 15, 16, and 17. They'll get away from that and not even look at the waiver wire and just trust the team they have, which is very, you know, it, it could work for you. But I think it'd be better if you don't do that and you try to go for, you know, players that you might use on your bench um, or get rid of players that you haven't really used at all or just not have any good production, pick up somebody that you believe could be successful in week 17. You know, pick up somebody that you feel could have that good shot to help you win that championship. Don't keep people on your team, especially as we come to the final weeks that have no success and are just either injured or have no success um, or just have no place and spot on your team. For, I don't know why you would even keep them, um, but a lot of people just don't even realize they still have them on the team when they could pick up somebody completely better and maybe even use to help them win that championship in the championship or semifinal week. So keep looking at waiver wire. Some people might just drop some players as well. You know, I picked up Dalvin Cook like two years ago uh, in week 16. The guy that was had him was out and just dropped him for some reason, picked him up. Um, and he probably was there for at least, I don't know, a couple hours. People just didn't even look at it. You know, they trust their teams going into it. So keep looking at the waiver wire. And the final strategy I have for you is trust your gut. Trusting your gut has always been, you know, I think the most important thing you should do. Yeah, you can hear opinions from me, um, which is obviously you know, probably the right opinion. Me and Ben, you know, smartest people in the world. You could get your opinions um, from like Matthew Barry or other people who study this and look at, you know, fantasy as a whole. Uh, but, you know, get that advice, evaluate it, see if it can help your fantasy teams, and then go ahead and trust your gut. Put in the people that you think will succeed. I think trusting your gut is important. It's also important to you know, get advice and whatever from other people. But trust your gut. Make sure you're doing what's best for you um, up against your fantasy opponents for the week. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to another episode of The Truth, the 2020 Christmas special. I really wanted to get you guys a Christmas special out here. It is currently, as I'm finishing recording this, it is 1.48 p.m. Arizona time. The Vikings game's in 45 minutes. I'm going to go edit this uh, podcast real quick. Watch the Fox pregame show and pray that my Vikings can find a way into the playoffs. I hope you guys continue to have a safe and healthy, happy, um, uh, Merry Christmas and a great new year. Hopefully 2021 is much better than 2020. I think as we get into the second quarter of the 2021, it'll be great. Uh, so like I said, thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate all the support. Uh, me and Ben both do. I'll try to get Ben back in the next podcast. Like I said, it was the last minute noticing. So he didn't really have much heads up. I uh, just can't blame him there. He can blame me. Uh, but like, comment, you know, follow, share, you know, do whatever you want. Hopefully you guys do enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. Peace.